This episode of the FS Podcast is brought to you by CBS All Access. Looking for a new streaming service to add so you can watch more stuff? Check out CBS All Access. Hit up infamouspodcast.com slash CBS and you can get a free one-week trial to CBS All Access and check out things like Star Trek Discovery, Picard, Survivor, um, you know, all the other cool stuff that CBS has to offer. Star Trek Discovery, I said that already. You should really watch that. Um, yeah, so hit up infamouspodcast.com slash CBS to learn more. Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian, and with me is... Daryl. Dramatic up? pause, Daryl. Yeah, well, I was going to go with the all right, all right, all right, but that didn't kind of... Uh, that didn't feel right. No, it didn't. It really, I don't think you should ever do that again. <laughs> hey, Matthew McConaughey <laughs> would give me props for that. He should be contract contractually obligated to say, all right, all right, all right, in whatever he's in. Just no matter how much it takes you out of the character, like in the Lincoln lawyer in court, he should have been, all right, all right, all right. Um, <laughs> or in um, Interstellar. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go through this black hole. All right, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> Has he done anything in the last couple of years? Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. He's like always doing stuff. Um, Serenity you know. was in 2018, I yeah, think. So yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna so, look up IMDb because I, I don't care. But um, like in um, Wolf of Wall Street, even though he's only in it for like five minutes, um, that was like what 2014? I think so. You know that scene where he's like beating his chest, like that yeah. was almost completely improv. In the scene where Leo looks at the camera. He's actually looking to Martin Scorsese with a, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> like, it's in, like, it's really funny. Um, I, I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah. About movies. So I learned about that by watching the Rewatchables podcast on oh. the Ringer Podcast Network. Uh, oh, by the way, yeah. I did, I fa- I made a major fail. I went Uh-oh. to go see the last movie he was in, um, The Gentleman. Oh, yeah. That, that came just out came in out in January. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So before we get started, special thanks to our patron, Julian Brown, um, patreon.com slash infos podcast, get access early, get tons of cool stuff, support the show. Uh, we have a, we have a very modest goal of $200 a month that we're going for. Um, and if you do the $5 level, you can pitch an idea for, for us to do, um, as a show, which I think could be fun. Um, so anyway, all right. So this week we are talking about warrior nun, the Netflix original series. We are talking about the season two trailers that dropped respectively for the boys in the umbrella, umbrella, umbrella Academy. Um, we've got some corporation. Yeah. (laughs) We've got some, uh, Batwoman casting news. For the uh, the series for Ruby Rose's replacement, and then uh, Ava DuVernay made a really interesting tweet that we're going to talk about, and I'm I'm going to let you take the lead on that one, my friend. Um, <laughs> so you'll have to read the tweet because I don't have I, it. Up. I will definitely read the tweet, and then I will I will I will s- sit back and hear your opinion before I weigh in. Um, all, right. all right, so starting with Batwoman, uh, Variety reports that. Uh, they have found their Ryan Wilder, which it looks like is uh, is going to be true. Um, and 
it's going to be the first black actress to play the iconic role of Batwoman on television. Um, she's a bisexual woman, so I'm sure she's going to be not gay enough. Um, Although she might have a little bit of armor because she is black. So. Sure. Uh, so it is uh, Javicia? Javasia? I just say Jay Leslie. Yeah, Jay Leslie. Uh, I said Ms. Leslie. Um so when 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 she's extremely proud to be the first black actress to play Batwoman, so you are the second actress to play Batwoman just in general. So dude, they're doing awesome. Fifty percent representation. Um, you know, you know, I have zero issue with this. By the way, um, they made a new character, uh, which I I like. We I, talked I'm, about it I'm, a couple I'm weeks ago. All for this, and you know, mm-hmm. it, since since Ruby Rose stepped away, um, was fired. As some people are, are, are saying, I, I totally think she stepped away because I don't think she wanted to do network television. Um, right. But, you know, yeah, I'm all for I'm I'm 100 percent for this. Right. Um, whereas where I think they got it wrong with Wally West um, on The Flash. But they tried yeah. to do something that they did in the new 52, which, again, they got wrong. Um this is this is fine. This is great. Um, I don't know anything. I haven't seen any of the stuff that she she's been in. Uh, but I will say the picture that is in Variety, she has a whole lot of hair. Um, so I'm not quite Quite sure where they're gonna put that. (laughs) Where is it gonna go? (laughs) I'm interested to see, and I really hope they make some changes to the costume to accentuate her blackness. Um, they're gonna have to. I think like Uh, looking at. Deadpool 2, I think, is the closest thing that we can make as a correlation to Domino with Zay Zay Beats. Um, yeah, I love her. Complete, in that. Well, I love her and everything she's ever been in. Yeah. Uh, yeah except for great. Joker, because that was a piece of shit movie that no one should love. <laughs> so, how, do you, how, do you, how did you feel about the Joker? Dude, it was a piece uh, of shit you? movie that nobody should love. <laughs> um, God, that movie's so bad. Oh, it might, might, I just face palm myself. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, but no, like, you know, they they did a really great job. They didn't paint her up white, like all white, like Domino is in the comic with the little like Dalmatian eye, you know, thing. And people were complaining about right. that. Right. But they Some did people, give her a, like the little people. white Dalmatian um eye thing. Like little whatever marking, birthmark, whatever it is. But like they let her hair be natural. They just let her go and do her thing, and she was the best part of really a subpar Deadpool movie. Um, so I don't know. I'll, I'll probably check it out to see how she does. Um, okay. So here's my thing. Um, I really like the idea mm-hmm. about them going with the new character, reading the character bio. I think it's, it sounds interesting. Um, it comes down to, and, and Jay Leslie, you know, she's, I don't know anything about her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has a. She definitely has an appeal. Yeah, she's but very pretty. Problem, she's very very yeah. pretty. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see because the best part of Batwoman when I watched it before I just you know just threw my hands up because it was so the writing was so bad. That's one thing they need to they need so bad and so hammy in so many ways in the sense of throwing you know their agenda at you, which is a pro- and again we'll talk about how you do a female led show right in a, when we talk about warrior none mm-hmm. um, versus how they get done Batwoman. Right. But with this new blood, I might check out, I'll, I'll probably check out the first couple episodes just to see if they've improved on, on the writing. Because yeah. again, 
uh, Rachel Scarston, who plays Alice, who you know was Kate Kane's sister, was one of the better parts of the show. And then their her relationship back and forth with Kate Kane was very good. Yeah, we'll see if these two, you know, are they going to be, you know, adversaries? I, I, I'm interested to see how they rework the whole because all of season one was about this these sisters that were you know lost you know that they were separated and one went through literal almost literal hell mm-hmm. you know versus kate kane and the guilt she had so it's going to be interesting to see how this ryan wilder character fits yeah. into that dynamic yeah and like i said like i'm all for trying something new uh okay so she was in a tv show called the family business um which i can't tell you what network it was on but it had ernie hudson in it so cool um and then she did. She was in most recently. God friended me. Yeah, I've <laughs> I DVR all of the first season of that and never watched an episode. So. Okay, I don't even know what channel that one's on either. Oh, CBS. <laughs> okay, uh, and that one's got Brandon Michael Hall. Who's he? Uh, it's got forty-two episodes. Nice. Um, yeah. Oh, he was the kid from the Mayor, and he's in Search Party, which is uh, on HBO Max now. Okay. So, did you ever watch that? The mayor? I think that was on that was on ABC. It was like one season where like the black kid just randomly ran for mayor and won. Yeah, I, I um, saw the trailer and I'm the, like, the, yeah, the, I have the no first episode was hilarious. Like literally, like it was a super funny pilot, and then it just got real dumb from there. Um, I was I was kind of disappointed because I was like, all right, like this is gonna be like kind of an edgy thing, and then it wasn't. It was super milk toast. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So cool. You know, Batwoman. Awesome. Uh, all right. So we got the season two trailer for The Boys. Oh, man. All right. So back of the two season two trailers that dropped within a day of each other, did you prefer one to the other? I think because it was more story, I preferred the Umbrella Academy's trailer. Um, but for the visceral nature of it, The Boys trailer was, you can't beat that. So, so I, I like. Yeah. Sorry. So, go ahead. So, yeah. No, I was just saying. So, like overall, I thought the Umbrella Academy again, par- partially because it's a full, a more full trailer about the story. So it was better in that sense to give me an idea of what's going on. The Boys yeah. was more like highlights mm-hmm. of what to expect. It wasn't really a story trailer, right? Yeah. So, so I like the Umbrella Academy one better because it's this month. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like September fourth can't get here fast enough. Um. I'm I'm really interested to see with the boys season two, um, the changes that they make that they continue to make from the comic because I think they have to. They can't go they can't go as far as the comic did. It just no like no, um, spoiler alert. Black in, noir, for example, in the comic, Black Noir wa- rapes Weehuey. Um, I don't think we're gonna get that. Uh, I don't I don't think Prime wants to go there. I don't want Prime to go there. Uh, I don't need that. No, you know, I don't need that. I, I'm I'm really interested. I thought it was really interesting to see Starlight in the you know sluttier version her, of the costume. That, yeah. Um. So, so I'm, I'm interested to see what's I'm, going on there. Yeah, because it looks like she's back with the seven. Yeah. And so, you know, and A Train saw her helping Huey escape. So it's right. Funny. I will be curious to see how they kind of you know frame all of this. Yeah. Back up, back together. So. I'm I'm curious. So in the comic, like we like so, Butcher doses Huey with Compound V, right? 
and he gains super strength. But all of the boys have super strength um, because they took compound V and um, they took a pure version of it. So it's a it's a permanent superpower. It's not something where they have to keep going back. The only one who didn't get his powers from compound B was mother's milk. Um, and honestly, like if you guys want to know how mother's milk got his powers, it's way too disturbing to describe. You should go read the comic or like just kind of hit up Wikipedia or check YouTube. Um, there's a couple really good videos there, but so I'm really interested to see that as far as umbrella Academy season two, um, the, the difference that that show took from the comic is is great and the fact that Gerard Way um is is so involved with the show um it, it's really cool how it's stuck to the spirit of the story and um my favorite part my my two favorite parts of the preview were one when when Klaus was like man, my, my cult is going to be pissed. I told them how they had till 2019 and five says <laughs> you have till Monday. You got till Monday. And then um, when five is going around and telling Hargreaves about like what everybody's power set is, um, he gets to uh, the rumor and, you know, he's like, you know, she can pretty much convince anybody to do anything. And Diego goes, yeah, but she never hurt. She never uses it. And he, she looks at him and goes, I heard a rumor you punched yourself in the face. And he punches himself in the face. He's like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like, it's definitely going to have the comedy to it. Um, and then yeah. we had Esther, um, or Hazel, sorry, um, in the past. Yeah. So. I, like, this, like, I, when I look, think of Umbrella Academy, I think of, the island of misfit toys that they are just so it's just i mean they are just so out there like their personalities i mean you know rumor is probably i would say she's the most balanced but i mean she used her powers consistently on her daughter Mm -hmm. so but i mean it just works so well together so i i really you know time travel stories sometimes are up and down and i'm also glad ben's back yeah (laughs) <laughs> ghosts like, can't ghosts time travel. travel ghosts can't travel, yeah. time travel and he's sitting right there come on um i mean so i i feel like like umbrella academy does a great job with the humor um that it has to balance in the weirdness whereas the boys does a great job with balancing the the just the darkness that superhero modern superheroes would totally have um, we saw Stormfront using lightning, so you know I, I'm 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 that's the one I'm most interested about because I don't think they're gonna make her a Nazi, um, yeah. which is and fine. They already made her a her, so which you know again whatever. I love Aya Cash, so like the more Aya Cash I can have in my life, I'm okay. <laughs> um, but she's she pre like well she Stormfront predates the seven. So I, I'm curious if 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 she's going to be a new hero, or if she's one that they got, you know, who's been around because she was in or he whatever Stormfront was in a different um, superhero group that was always viewed as less than the seven. Um, so so yeah, interesting. It's very interesting. I, I'm I'm excited. Was, yeah, I, I'm really excited. And uh, again, I. I don't think I got to the point where they were, you know, where Stormfront came in. Mm-hmm. Cause I, again, I only read the first maybe 
12, 14 issues or yeah. something. I don't, it's I don't in the much. like third, maybe fourth trade. Um, and okay. you know, if you guys want to catch up with this, I have I have links in the uh, in the show notes to either go buy it or um, just shameless plug here. Check out our uh, go to infospodcast.com slash comicsology. And for both Umbrella Academy and the boys, you can sign up for comicsology comicsology free for thirty days, and you can read both both books. Um, and you can actually, and I have a link to the Warrior Nun. Um, Doria, because um, like I said, Dor- uh, Warrior Nun really is not in, in print anymore. Um, I went to look to see how much it was on Amazon. It's like seventy five bucks. <laughs> so yeah, um, or hit up your local comic book store. Um, use the comic book store locator. I, I'm guessing that you might be able to find them for for cheaper. Probably with the show, they're probably be marked up a little bit, but definitely worth it. All right, so let's talk about our last bit of uh, of newsiness if you will. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. I'm not, I'm not really ready to talk about this, but like, okay. So Ava DuVernay is directing, um, the new gods for DC. And I did send an email and I did not get a response asking for their thought about this tweet. Um, so there was a woman who was named Nicole French, who was going on Facebook, um, because there's an editor's group and there, there was an editor there asking for black editors. Okay, that that's harmless enough. I'm like, that's fine, right? Like to me, that guy was just trying to build his network. Thoughts? Oh, that. Uh, I was kind of like waiting for those dramatic pause. So you know, I, I, it, I like in that. I'm not a, I'm not hugely. Like that's something like you know, hey, you know, visit your local black business or visit your local mm-hmm. Asian business. I, I, you know, that I understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do understand that. To, to me, I, I took that as he was just because he was yeah. an editor and he was just right. trying. So then a bunch of people were like, you know, hey, you can't do that. Like, you know, okay. So there's a couple things. One, he asked specifically for union editors. Okay. So, so he's, he's above board in my opinion, because like, you can't be like, Hey, I'm, I want to go and, and pull in some, you know, black editors who like can edit this, but don't have their card yet. Like that's kind of against the rules. And the other thing is the union is going to make them hire the right person for the job. That's why that union exists. So then this woman went through and she was posting like, like all these people who, who were, there were a bunch of white editors who complained. And, you know, with the the climate that we're in right now, I can kind of understand why they're complaining. Um, and this oh, woman... I can, yeah, I can absolutely see it. This why? woman who claims to be an actress went through and, like, was highlighting all of these people's comments and their profiles, literally trying to get them canceled, which I found really distasteful um, because, you know, again, I, I think... The original post, I, I feel like the intent of that was not like, hey, let's circumvent things. Let's let's, you know, let's do this or that. It's like I feel like the guy was trying to network. And I'm and I'm glad you mentioned the whole union editor. The, yeah, because he was. Yeah, I, I like that because he did specifically yeah, ask right. about union. OK, so yeah. then um, and I have a link to this in the, the bounding into comics was I thought had the best balanced coverage about this but then Ava DuVernay chimed in on Twitter about this and she says everyone has a right to their opinion and we black producers with hiring power have the right to hire uh, the right to not hire those who diminish us so to the white men in this thread 
if you don't get that job that you were up for, kindly remember bias goes both ways. This is 2020 speaking. Thoughts, Daryl, as a, as a relatively young black man in America, <laughs> what do you now, think about that comment? So one of the things that, and again, you actually sent this to me, or you actually told me about the whole Terry Crews thing with Don Lemon. One of the things Terry Crews tweeted out was, we want to make sure that black lives matter doesn't become black lives better. Uh, yeah, right. And this is one of those things that, first of all, why do you need to chime in on this, Ava? Again, yes, you, you have absolutely the right. Don't get me wrong. You're on Twitter. You know, you're, you can do whatever you want. That's not what I'm saying. But as a person in your position, putting yourself in a position, you're, you're basically threatening people for having an opinion different than yours. Now, if somebody, if someone said some, you know, you know, throughout some racial slurs or whatever like that, really nasty about it. Okay. Whatever. But, you know, I understand why these, you know, some of these editors were upset. And again, it's, it's partially because of the climate and partially because in any situation, if someone says, Hey, I'm looking for only this and kind of like basically pushing you out of the way, people tend to get defensive about that. Right. Right. It, it, it's, it's a natural human reaction. It was like when Ava Duvern, Ava, what did you say when people complained about the wrinkle in time, a wrinkle in time, which was a terrible movie. You said, well, this wasn't made for old white men. That this, uh, And again, I'm, I know I'm paraphrasing what she said, but she tried to deflect and it wasn't just her, but tried to deflect the criticism of that movie as a movie just because, all oh, these critics were, you know, old, you know, quote unquote, old white men. Yeah, I have a serious problem when people try to deflect criticism, and so so she's in kind of like the negative category for me anyway, mm -hmm. because of that. And then to come about and kind of do do something like this, it's not necessary, right? You, you know what? She could have said she could have said something like you did. You know, this is you know in this time, you know, we're trying to whatever network mm -hmm. a little bit more. You know, understand your frustrations in the sense of, or not necessarily understand your frustrations, but we're not no, trying I think, to. No, I think understand your frustrations is a right way to put that. And yeah, like, yeah. you know, um, I will say this in, in kind of defense, in defense of A Wrinkle in Time, because this was not the first time they've attempted to make that movie. No, um, it's not. No, Ma it's not Madeline LaEngle, Madeline who wrote the book, said that, the, that it is a non- it's not a book that's meant to be on film. It, it's literally yeah, unfilmable, it's and it's not. Yeah. And 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 because it's, it's so trippy, and it's 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 an okay book. I enjoyed it. Uh, I've read it a couple yeah. times. It won a ton of awards, you know. Right. But like, again, in, in fairness, it, it's not. It's not something that translates yeah. to screen. It just isn't. And like, it's it's not. You know, no I, matter I agree with that. like, no matter how talented you are as a filmmaker, and you know, um. You know, I think that was really her first foray into sci-fi. Um, like that—that's—that's that's a rough one to try and cut your teeth on first. And, and two, it's just like, you know, it's not going to be good, no matter who did it. Plain and simple. Yeah, and so. and and again, it's like that whole threatening thing. And this is the problem. You know, I've told you before. I you you know I don't use the word hate. I, I, I don't like it. I think, you know, it's just people over you again, people overuse a lot of words, but 
I would say th there's nothing more I despise uh, than this whole cancel culture. And that's what she, she, she is playing into that by saying, Hey, you know what? You, you can have your opinion, but just remember, we remember what you said. So the idea that you can't have an opinion that goes contrary to what some of these people think. And again, not, not anything like really divisive. It's mm -hmm. an understandable opinion. If Ava just stood back and if some of these people, and what was, what was the person's name that uh, started this? The actress, uh, like Natalie, or in quotes, Nicole, Nicole French. or whatever. So. You know what? Instead of trying to play gotcha, which, mm -hmm. again, this is why I'm not on Twitter, because Twitter is full of idiots that try to play gotcha. And a lot of these idiots and and Ava, you played into that in this situation. You're being an idiot. She's being an idiot. And that doesn't mean she is, you know, all, all over everything she does. You know, I've yeah. been an idiot doing stupid things, too or saying stupid stuff as well. So the problem is when you are in that position and one of the things she's talking about, you know, you know, all, you know, everything that's going on is talking about, you know, how uh, blacks are never, you aren't in positions of power, which again, that's bullshit. Uh, just look around mm -hmm. and, you know, don't, and, and are being discriminated against. What are you doing then? If you're saying something like that, I mean, that is, that's more than a veiled threat. And I, again, it doesn't matter who said that. Uh, and again, we're just talking about her, but it doesn't matter who said that. I would say the same thing, no matter who the person, even if it's somebody I really like and mm -hmm. really follow, I'd like, oh, and so, that's the thing. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I want to ask then, so DC recently fired um, the guy that plays the elongated man on the flash for making racist uh, tweets. How many years ago? Yeah. Seven years ago, whatever. Seven, eight years ago. Um, they J Marvel and Disney fired James Gunn for making a bunch of stupid tweets. And now he got rehired. Ten years but, ago. Yeah, yeah, ten years ago. Now this is a, a current tweet. And and the fact that DC hasn't done anything about this is really kind of interesting. Um not because I think she should be taken off of anything. I don't I don't agree no, with that. No. But I at the same time, I feel like they do need to like be like, hey, look, um, we 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 are going to set a double standard for the time being for how people are treated with with what they say and what they do and you can either support our product or not support our product based on that and kind of own up to it mm -hmm. well it's 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 similar it, it again things like i don't know if what, what was that from uh oh predator 2 the door swings <laughs> both ways yeah you know i i know i do these obscure quotes and people are sometimes probably listening like what the hell but it, it doesn't swing both ways guy? in a lot of this. Right. Yeah. I don't know. My, my mom asked the same thing. probably. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know if you heard about the Deshaun Jackson uh, thing. On yeah. Twitter. Quoting, Someone's... quoting Hitler. And uh, the yeah. NFL actually put in like a rule about not quoting Hitler in things because it was happening, happening so often. So um, you, you had, you had, you had a couple players, you know, speak out mostly Jew Jewish, like well, Julian Edelman. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know he was Jewish, Yeah, but the, the players union, all these players that were crying because of Drew Brees' opinion about, mm -hmm. you know, standing for the national anthem, actually crying. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious, dude? And then no, and not many of, and then I'm not going to even talk about Steven Jackson. That guy's a, that guy's certifiable idiot. Well, I but, think, um, are they, are they, um, the, uh, what's it called? The black Israelites or whatever it's called that, that group, um, 
I don't know. I, I, oh, no. I like. I don't yeah. know if they're a no, part I'm of just, that or not. But yeah, I, I just yeah, I just want to focus on that. Like yeah. the idea that there there's, there there is absolutely a double standard, and the door does not swing both ways. And that is more than anything what I want to see yeah. overall. In the sense of, and again, this you know, I'm t- we're talking about race here, but it can go with, it can go with anything, yeah. you know. And that double standard goes with you know male and female. It goes with you know rich and poor. And again, we obviously know there are double standards in you know yeah. quality as far as if you have money, you can get out of stuff. You, if you don't have versus if you don't have money, we know that right. there's a double standard. I don't. But that I just feel like it's a bad look for her. I feel like it's a bad look for her to do that. And you know, absolutely. it's like she's she's an up and coming star director. Um, yeah. you know who. Had, has so the potential much. to be like yeah. a Catherine Bigelow as far as being groundbreaking oh, in, in women yes. directing. And, you know, I mean, she was talking about how, um, you know, in one of the articles that there were, um, what was that, like of the Academy films or whatever, only f- there was a 14% representation for black people and only one woman being her. And it's like, okay that's about right for the u.s society when you're talking about percentages yeah. like yeah, um I, you know but 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 like, i don't think i i mean i'm going to agree I, I don't think that's enough i mean like 13 percent of your characters shouldn't be you know it shouldn't you shouldn't worry about that it's like we say it's what what goes best with the story and the best right. actor who's especially if it's a net new character best actor who's available for the part i do think mm-hmm. like for things like batman and superman and Wonder Woman, and and you know you you have to kind of stick to the source material there, unless yeah. you're going to be like you know use the multiverse black black Superman right that's fine yeah. all for it that's a cool ass character um you know but yeah it's just like let's let's stop let's like please stop all of this like go about making good movies and and getting better at your craft which you seem to get better at um you know she directed Selma which was a decent movie. Um, you know, and, and it's like, she did, she, she, she took her swing at a sci-fi film and I feel like she missed and I'm not, I'm not excited about new gods, not because of I'm her, not either. I'm just not I'm excited not, just for new gods I'm because just, it's I absolutely don't, the material itself. Yeah. So, for um, I like nothing to do with her. I like the new gods I, when they were the Asgardians, you know, when, when Kirby <laughs> yeah. was at Marvel, um, or, um, yeah, yeah. anyway. But uh, when it, yeah, when it was when this was a new gods was announced, I it was kind of an eye roll. Yeah, it's, like, I don't yeah. even know if they announced it's, her before, at the yeah, time. It's they didn't. Not so. interesting to me. Um, so. I feel the same way about the Eternals. Like I don't care about. Yeah, that. like I'm probably. I don't, I don't really care about that. I'll wait till that hits the plus. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, all right. Let's get into our main topic of, yeah, of the episode. Uh, a little thing called Warrior Nun, which you brought to my attention. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, I was able to watch through it twice because, you know, um, yeah, but I'm going to read the summary because the <laughs> summary is great. Uh, Warrior Nun revolves around the story of a 19 year old woman who wakes up in a morgue with a new lease on life and a divine artifact embedded in her back. She discovers she is now part of an ancient order who has been tasked with fighting, de- fighting demons on earth and powerful forces representing both heaven and hell. Uh, want to find and control her. <laughs> wow, that sounds so trippy, it man. Sounds and so cheesy. like yeah, uh, super cheesy. All right, uh, one. Uh, this is based, like we said, is based on the comic book. The comic book takes place in New York. The TV show takes place in Spain. Um, 
which I actually like that change. I really did like that. Uh, the the um, the characters in the comic are all white. Um, the characters in the TV show are very much a, a mixed bag of races um, between Asian and black and Middle Eastern and white. And, you know, um, actually, Alba Baptista, who plays Ava, is Portuguese. So, Portuguese, yeah. yeah. Ooh, so sexy. Um, but anywho, just your initial thoughts after watching so it, it's funny because I think I told you I told a couple people about this where I said I you know I was like hey what are you watching I'm watching this warrior nun first episode really got me into it um, Alva Baptiste like she she encapsulated me like from the start just her personality and charisma got me from the start then the second episode happened and I was like oh man is this gonna be another October faction is this Which, a CW again, show <laughs> yeah. But from there, it just got better and better. I really liked the dynamic between these warrior nuns. They were like sisters and family because in the sense of, you know, they had each other's back, but they weren't, you know, well, they would sometimes punch each other in the face. There's too. there's one warrior nun, and the other ones were called sister warriors. Yeah, um, sister warriors. Who yeah. So, were warriors and also warrior nuns in waiting in a lot of ways because they they always did have like an heir apparent so um the warrior nun gets her power from a mystical halo which is not in the comics um which is embedded in her back um pretty gruesomely (laughs) oh man yeah um but it shines with the light of god (laughs) so yeah (laughs) And, and oh, so the sister nuns, and we forgot this, they are a part of what they call the Order of the Cruciform Sword. Yeah, which is the OCS. OCS, yeah. And the Cruciform Sword is the sword that the warrior young, young warrior nun uses to battle Words much? evil. <laughs> Words is hard. <laughs> Me am no speak. <laughs> uh, anyway, um... But yeah, okay. So the the main cast and and I feel like one. I'm gonna say real quick. Um, Sister Camilla was a recurring cast, and I feel like she was so awesome. She should have been on the main cast. So I'm gonna add her. She she absolutely should have been. So our our main cast is Alba Baptista as Ava Silva, uh, uh, Toya Turner as Sister Mary, aka Shotgun Mary, who is just a badass. And like honestly, like I could deal with like. A spinoff series of Shotgun Mary, just you, off doing you, her thing. You know what's funny about that? Like the first episode, I don't know. She rubbed me the wrong way. I did not like. Well, her. she's supposed to. You're not supposed to like but, her until yeah. you find out like what her motivation is. Yeah. Well, even before I, I started liking her before no. that, it was just like that first episode. It's like I don't like her. So, um, I almost texted you after watching the first episode, and I almost said, uh, "Shotgun Mary is the knuckle puck kid from." Mighty Duck Two, Mighty Ducks Two. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember that. So that the movie. the the kid that they found in in uh, East LA or whatever West LA playing street hockey with his boy with his brother and all his the black kid, the little black kid. Uh, Kenan, that is that like Keenan okay. Thompson. Okay, yeah. right. Um, that Keenan Thompson played him. Like he was a loud mouth. He like he was a one trick pony. Um, you know, super one dimensional character, and and they started to show Shotgun Mary as a really one dimensional character. Yeah. Um, and but she wasn't. So all right. And and and, act, 
Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Keep going. No, keep no, going. no. We'll no. go back. Okay. okay. So then oh, we so have uh, Thecla Rutten uh, as Julian Silvis, who is a, a tech, uh, like a tech CEO. She's a badass. Elon Musk. Yeah, she's like Elon Musk, but like heavenly. Um, we have uh, Lorena Andrea as Sister Lilith, who I love. Mm. Yeah, she was she was great too, and you thought she was gonna be a villain the whole time. Um, and and they did a really great job keeping the ambiguity about her character going all the way through the end of the first season. Um, yeah. And then you had Christina Tonteri Young as Sister Beatrice, who is my hands down favorite yeah. character in the show. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you have Tristan uh, Loa, uh, you Loa. U L L O A as Father Vincent. As Rupert Giles. Ooh, sorry, Father Vincent. Dude, he makes he makes Ripper look like a, a giant wuss bag. Um, uh, no, he does not. Well, I'll get to why later. But I'll then, get to why too. Why and that's then, wrong. And, why I, I don't and then we had Sister Camilla, which is Olivia Declan, um, who should be in the main cast, and she was like, she was this strange mix of innocence and badassery that like. I felt like was a really hard line to walk and Olivia Declan yeah. did it amazingly. Um, it, she could have easily have been just the punchline well, because she's so inexperienced. Right. And um, by the and, way, we're going to spoil the shit out of this show. Um, <laughs> okay. I didn't, I wasn't sure how yeah. far you went. So to like at that. the end, right. When they're in that kind of like final boss battle, when they're waiting for the recharge to happen, <laughs> she's the one yeah. who shoots him in the back of the head with the bolt and then spits on him. Yeah. And it's like, where did that come from? Because when she came out like in the cat's cradle with the machine gun to like perpetrate their escape, like, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I loved, I loved Camilla. She was such a fun character. Um, yeah. But yeah. And then there, I mean, it's a huge cast and you know, you've got uh, Joaquin de Almeida as a uh, Cardinal Duarte. And all I could see was him in fast five. Um <laughs> I, that, so, I, Fast Five has here. ruined him for everything. <laughs> I I thought the exact I could not unsee him in that movie. So, um, and then you had reoccurring, and you had uh Ava's little crew of, I guess squatters is the best way. Uh, um, yeah. was JC, uh, Chanel, Randall, and Zori, and I will say this: I I feel like one. Um, they handled that group pretty well as far as like the diversity goes because they're in Europe. Um, so Emilio was you know a person of color. Um, Randall was a black kid. Uh, Zori was a uppity white girl, and then Chanel was the interesting one. Um, because she's a trans actress. Uh, and at no point did they be like, oh yeah, this is our trans friend, which I thought was amazing. Like the way they just kind of seamlessly worked it in. And like, like you said, like when you were watching, it was like, is that a, is that, was that a guy at some point? Um, yeah. And like, it really didn't click to me until Chanel helped her find her look. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, that's a like, oh, cool. Like, you know, and, and you, you made such a good point right there is they didn't kind of like, plaster it on billboards you know so. it's one of those things that again we talk about this and people say you know with people like us that complain about some of the you know virtue signaling and mm -hmm. identity stuff are you are hateful no this i'd love this show yep and it's full of badass women yeah 
but you know why I love it? It's the story came first. Exactly. And I'm going to say like, so Simon Barry was someone posted on Twitter about what are your thoughts on, on trans rights before the show even came out. Right. And, and he posted like one of our, one of our reoccurring stars is a, is a trans actress. And you know, it's, it's no big deal. Like it's, she's, she's a great actress and she was, she was really good in the role. Um, and you know, we don't, we don't, feel the need to call it out because you know that's real representation and you know again like why are you tweeting someone about that before you even watch the show um yeah, i didn't and then see that's the thing yeah and then one of the responses was like oh yeah you're patting yourself on the back but you just ruined it that you didn't call it out and it's like he was answering someone's shitty question in the first place like and what what's he like he can't ignore that unfortunately and he can't say just wait and watch the show yeah, I, so I don't, and that, and that, that, that's the problem. Like, there's no way I'd. I know you're off in. Twitter, and the only reason I'm on Twitter is because we do this show. Um, but like, honestly, hey Jack Dorsey, like you, you're always talking about like helping the world and things like that. Shut Twitter down. In Twitter, just in shut Twitter, it down. Destroy like, it. That'll yeah. be like one. There's it's, it's the second smallest social network in the like of the major social networks in the U.S. right now. Um. Mm-hmm. Like its active daily user base is abysmally low, but because it's celebrities on there, it like yeah, like we have to talk. talk. Like, so we have to talk about it when we like we right. have to use Twitter as as a thing. And I don't use Twitter as a source. Keep in mind, like if I see something on Twitter, I do go and fact check it. Like I go and try and right. find it. And if I can't verify from you know sources or things like that, I don't typically talk about it. Um, now, like the thing with Ava DuVernay, right? She tweeted that, like, but I, you know, I'm not saying like DC like is going to get rid of her or anything like that because DC or, didn't give a comment about it, and nor should they yeah. get rid of her. But nor they also they, didn't no. give a comment about it. So, um, but like, I don't know. I I think I think one that was a real disservice to um her name is May Simone Lifshitz, L I F S C H T I Z, um Lifshitz. Anyway, I, I feel like the person who made a a big deal about that really did a disservice to her as an actress and, and really kind of shined a light in the wrong way on her when her performance yeah. was should speak for itself. Awesome. She was a great character. Yeah. And honestly, and if she would have stuck around more, I would have been completely fine with that. The other three of those chuckleheads could have just fucked right off and I'd have been fine. Yeah. They they were so. yeah, they were they sucked. And one of the things I did read about her, because I actually when I looked it up, because I wasn't and and she one of the things she said, and I, I don't have the quote, was that she was very impressed or and happy that they didn't kind of like call it out mm-hmm. in the show. Yeah. And if I, you know, if I was in that situation, I would feel the same way. That's not something. Let my abilities, let my talent speak yeah. for itself. So, you know, don't put me in this category because I am this or that. Yeah. That you're, you know, because that that just that's that's one of those like underhanded compliments. Yeah, exactly. And and like you were saying, the virtue signaling of it all. All right. So back to. Um, meanwhile, back at the show. Um, <laughs> I so, love the show though. It's so much fun. It, it could have been, it should have been eight episodes. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the the chuckleheads were two episodes too many. That should have been the end of the first episode, the second episode, and that was it with them. Um, the other issue I had was Ava running away so much 
I, I felt like that trope got a little old. Yeah, um, that got old. And uh, I told you, I said, you're not going to like Ava at first. You're going to start to like her, and then you're really not going to like her. But then you're going to come completely around on her. Um, and, and, you know, that's a great arc for a, a character like that to go through. Um, so Ava is a par- quadriplegic, sorry, um, when the show starts, who's dead. Well, yeah. <laughs> so uh, murdered by the nun who was taking care of her in the orphanage because she was about to age out and she couldn't take care of herself. So this nun has been is a serial killer. Yeah. And yeah, uh, she was going to do it again. She got got. So when when she tried to uh, kill the little guy there, um, what was his name? Diego, <laughs> which Diego was great. Are you an angel? <laughs> <laughs> So I, I'll see you so again just, in heaven. <laughs> so, so sad. That has to be, yeah. So the funny thing is about her getting her powers. That has to be one of the most jarring things. You go from being dead to, okay, phasing through walls. Yeah. Like super so strength, I, it, being able to walk, feel. Yeah. Taste. And it's, it's um, like I, yeah. I love that. And one of the things I did also like was I, I and they didn't overuse it, which I thought they were, but they didn't is her voiceover like yeah. just like listening to her thoughts mm-hmm. it's like yeah like did, did, did that really just happen right <laughs> um my, my one one of my favorite things about the beginning though is when anytime there was food in front of her when she first like <laughs> woke up she was shoveling food in her face as fast sometimes she was yeah. like she was homer simpsoning it um like literally she was like oh are you like a duck um just swallowing things whole like when she's going like from the fruit to the croissant to the sweets and then the one time when she reached for the the plated uh macaroons and chanel just pulled it away from her yeah um you know so there was that i feel like uh I, I, I'm glad I haven't seen any like, oh, she's a Mary Sue because we got to see her actually go through some training. Um, yeah. But she did not her have – she got her butt kicked a lot. Um, but yeah. she did not – even at the end of the first season, she did not have a handle on the Halo yet. Um, no. A lot of it was just instinctual. A lot yes. of it was the Halo protecting her, which um, right. you know uh, I think was good. There's been a lot of – comparisons to Buffy with this show saying this is like the real like Buffy reboot that we're going to get um which I agree and I disagree I think it's very avatarish as far as uh the last airbender goes um but yeah but I don't know is that, is that I I would but wouldn't you say like cuz I know you were talking telling me a little bit more about the actual source material yeah. was more avatarish with uh, Absolutely. So Aurelia is the Aurelia yeah. is the nun is the warrior nun and she kind of when when she needs to like kind of it's almost like Doctor Who even like she regenerates with a different like look and name um because in the comic Shannon Sister Shannon is the main character um, and she is an orphan like Ava. Ava's not in the comic. The Halo is not in the comic. Um, the comic is like hyper sexualized, which is the other thing we were talking about. How like I feel like it was really cool that they didn't do that. The nuns got kick ass armor with chain mail and leather. Which, and, it, it makes more like, sense that absolutely. way too. Um, you know, there, I, I was telling you that there was a scene where um, in the background, one of the nun, one of the sister warriors was training and she did have like the window cut out for the cleavage, which I felt like was kind of like a little Easter egg, funny, like hat tip. 
And then there was another yeah. one that was training in the yard that was in like a midriff shirt. And these are all nuns. Keep in mind. Um, yeah. I will say nuns are badasses in real life. My aunt, uh, my great aunt was a, was a nun in the Bronx for like 50 years. So like, yeah, she was awesome. And, and she was a great lady. And, you know, I don't think she ever hit anybody's wrist with a ruler. Um, <laughs> so now here's the thing. Like I, 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 I made some fun of this show as I was watching it. Cause I was raised Catholic. Um, I was telling you, like I've, I, I came up, there was a brief period there. I was like, Oh, maybe I want to be a priest and like give my life to the church. And then it was like, Oh wait, no, the church doesn't have anything to offer me. Um, but uh, I, I feel like they the way they handle Catholicism was really interesting. I thought the conclave with the Pope was really rushed and weird, but at the same yeah. time, um, it needed that was to a blank be. And you'll miss it. Well, it needed to be because like it was an interesting story element that made the twist all the more important. Mm-hmm. Um, which maybe we shouldn't skip, spoil the twist. No, we shouldn't. I, okay. I don't think so. We shouldn't. But. Um, but yeah, it, it was, you know, the demons, the idea of demons. Um, you know, I, 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 I saw people talking about this as, as a Buffy show, but it's almost more like of a grim, um, how she was the only one who could see the demons. The sister yeah, warriors couldn't I, see them. And she had to, you know, that was the whole thing. Like she had to be a leader so she could coordinate the attacks. Yeah, that is actually, I, but I, likened it to Buffy probably because Ava so much reminded me so much of Buffy and a yeah. lot of in a lot of her personality traits well I um, feel like she was a really interesting twist of Buffy or a mix of Buffy and Faith yeah yeah and and you were talking about character growth it's just funny that like all the main characters have like the main characters of Shotgun Mary Sister Beatrice you know Lilith we, we haven't talked about Beatrice yes yet and that's on purpose because yeah, I want to talk about her and, but but I, I love how they all have their moments like where you see more behind the curtain, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, it, it, it reminds you that, hey, no matter how strong these people may be or these in this case, these nuns may be, they all they are hiding pain. Yeah. And that that's just one of those things that, again, not to get you know, you know too uh, syrupy, but mm-hmm. that's what I think you know, before before responding to someone in anger, you might want to just sometimes step back and just kind of understand that. This person might be going through something. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't excuse certain behaviors, but it should, it should um, bring forth a little bit more empathy. And that's where I like this show because mm-hmm. it, it did that for me with, you know, these characters being able to see what they were really like, just what's underneath the surface of, you know, the, their badassery. You know, yeah. there, there, there mean, is pain there. They talk about that and how they use that pain yeah. to, to be better. Um, so Beatrice, my favorite character in the show, hands down. Um, she was this super capable warrior, but at the same time, like she had talked about why she knew so much stuff. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, I know that convenient. She, she talked about how when she was in boarding school, you know, she, she had to learn everything she could because she was at somewhat of a disadvantage. Um, and, the way like they talk about like the, in in dialogue they they talk about all the different martial mm-hmm. arts that she knows so it was like yeah. but then they told us that but then at the same time they showed it to us and 
I, I think the thing that really kind of set me off on her as far as like favorite character territory was the whole um, sparring session with Sister Crimson from the um, yes. the the reject nuns. What did you call them or what were they? The black nuns. Um, yeah. who were as just as ineffective as the Black Order in Infinity War. <laughs> um, I mean, like, just as ineffective. Uh, Absolutely. But, like, it was great because, like, when she she's sparring with Sister Crimson, you know, uh, Sister Crimson obviously cheats and takes a cheap shot at her. And, you know, instead of going after her, she, she holds the Sister Warriors back. She bows and, and she kind of limps off. And then later on, they have another um throw down engagement um <laughs> yeah and uh she's like sister crimson is like well i already kicked your ass once and she has the best line in in the whole show where she's like sometimes you have to lose a battle to win the war and then ca- continues to, or proceeds to call her shots as she's trying to throw yeah. them at, Be- at beatrice um and actually no that was not the best line in the in the shot uh show the the best line was when they were in the tech company um, trying to steal the the shield, um, or trying to steal the divinium back, and the guy's like, "I'm, I'll shoot," and or he says, "Believe me, I'll shoot," and then she stops him, or he shoots her, and you know, obviously she's got the armor on, but she takes him down, and she goes, "I'm in the business of faith. Why wouldn't I believe you?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, that's so like on character for what this nun would say. Um, all right. So, but, the, and then she, she, I mean, she wiped through, like, it was a very, like, Black Widow thing. Like, that's the, yeah, what she reminded that's, me of. That's absolutely, and I love how she brought the chain mail, you know, kind of like a uh, veil over her face right? before she started it. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, that it was great when uh, the, uh, what was her name? The, uh, when Jillian was, like, talking about hiring the mercenaries, when she's like, well, my security detail was taken down by a petite nun. <laughs> so, um, yeah. All right, the Divinium. Let's talk about Divinium for a second. Uh, Divinium does not exist in the real world. Obviously, the Halo doesn't it's, exist it's in like, the real world. It's like Avatar on Octanium. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, which Avatar? No, the the James Cameron. All right, you have they to preference that- like so. When you say yeah. Avatar, I think Airbender, but yeah. um, but yeah, it's 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 like vibranium, it's adamantium, it's, adamantium. it's some bullshit metal that um has a very sting quality to it when the halo is around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but sting from Lord of the Rings, in case yeah. no one got that. Uh, if they didn't get that, like I don't I don't have anything for them. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um. But no, and, and so, you know, it's the only thing that can hurt the warrior nun. Um, but then we also find out the warrior nun can destroy it later on, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah. It's what was used to kill Sister Shannon, which um, I guess the reason Ava ended up with the halo was because Sister Shannon was assassinated, essentially. And yeah. when they went to take it out of her to put it in Lilith, the enemy a bunch of mercenaries and a demon attacked and the nun who was helping, you know, with the transition, um, hit it in Ava thinking, Oh, I'll just hide it in this dead body. Um, not knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, because the human flesh kind of, um, dampens the, the beast, the, the demon's ability to, to sniff it out. Um, 
not to mention the other made-up material that I can't remember now that that kept it completely hidden, which I don't know why she ever left anywhere without wearing that that vest. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, so I, I don't know. What did you think about the use of that, the the MacGuffin that it was as far as, like, the weakness, as far as so, opening the gate to the alternate dimension? Yeah, so I am a sucker for, you know, fancy metals, um like mithril and Goodbye, you know all this stuff you know because yeah so you know i, I you know i play all these yeah. you, know, uh, you know all these rpgs over and i don't mean now i mean like my whole entire life i play yeah. rpgs oh, yeah. you're an so rpg you fiend these, yeah you have all these fans but fantasy star for the sega master system my first one uh i still remember bugging my parents to get me that that's that game was 70 bucks and that was back in like the 80s so so but by anyway, today's dollars, that game would be seven thousand so. dollars. You sounded like Dwight Schrute. There. <laughs> Seventy-five billion dollars. Anyway, sorry. So I, I'm a sucker for that, and, and and again, you know this this show. As much as I love it, obviously it's not perfect. There there are several um, plots of convenience. Yep. And things, and, and again, that's always going to happen in shows like this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It didn't. It wasn't so bad that it distracted me from what was going on. It, yeah. it that it took away, I should say, what was from what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I did what I did like about that. I, I thought I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and again, we're not going to give away the twist, but thinking it was from one thing, and I, I guess we could give away. Do you want to talk? We could talk a little bit about Adriel. Uh, since, well, hold on. We'll get to Adriel, but like again, okay. Um. Much like two weeks ago when we were talking about the heist, another twist that would make M. Night come in his pants. Um, because yes. you don't see it coming. With the twist. With the twist. But yeah, you don't. Did you see it coming? I, I think I saw it coming, um, but I didn't see it coming until probably the meeting. And, you know, like the meeting at the very end, like at the end of episode nine, I started asking more questions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but like, but like, but like up until that, that no. point, no, I mean, no, it, no, and, no, absolutely um, not. Because, uh, yeah, but anyway, you, um, no, but you know, no, to be no, no, it's funny. I actually met, like said something to myself like offhandedly, like what if this happened, and it ended up, and it wasn't because I saw something. Yeah, it was just because I was like, hey, that would be a cool twist or something like that. It was like uh, because uh, when I saw Usual Suspects with my friends in the theater, and I called the shot that. Verbal Kent was Kaiser Sose, just like yeah. just to be an asshole. <laughs> I'm like, he's Kaiser Sose, guys. You know that, right? And they're like, oh, how did you know? And I like made up some joke. Uh, and it's and, like, well, you and, know, I was, I was talking to my ass. <laughs> yeah. And so, do you know Christopher Golden? No. Uh, he's so he's a he's a writer. Um, he's done a he's done a he's a plethora of stuff but i like i first got introduced to him by this it's called the shadow saga okay of of sanctioned shadow and had a similar twist as this in the sense of the catholic church so vampires what what they call vampires are actually shadows in this series spoiler alert for of sanctioned shadows and they are a mix of divine of like of heaven and hell okay they're not and so but they have like all these weaknesses of the vampires and the reasoning is is back in the day the catholic church did kind of like a mass hypnosis like they would capture these creatures and and just put like put them through the ringer because they couldn't really be killed except by a certain thing yeah so they 
so the weaknesses they had it was basically mind control so uh-huh. it was that kind of twist and i i don't and i don't know if it was because i was thinking of the catholic church during this whole thing that i thought about that twist and that's what made me say that offhand comment yeah that ended up being true but it wasn't anything that the actual writing of the story gave away where i said oh this is gonna happen yeah all right so kind of based on that like let's talk about lilith for a second um so in the comic lilith is a demon to start with right she Which is her uh, name, obviously. Uh, right, and and the, it's rumored that the original Lilith is her mom, because um, she's called Lilith the Demon Princess in the in the comic. Um, in this one, she's a, a sister warrior, and she comes from a influential family who has um, given six warrior nuns to the cause, um, and she's supposed to be the seventh. Uh, and then she gets dragged to hell, which was a really cool scene. Like that was a really, yeah. really cool thing. And and you know, um without that scene, like I don't I don't think the the rest of the show is as interesting because she goes away and you think she's gone and then she kind of uh teleports back into the into the show when when it's kind of the most important part um yeah. of her coming and you, back. And what did you say? You don't know what what she is or right. what happened. No. And that's and, and honestly, we still don't really no, know. Even again, she had what, a, we still don't really know what happened to her. So in the comic, the the demon cast that she comes from, um, because she was not she wasn't a fallen angel. She was born, you know. So she's actually she looks human, um, even though she's got the same powers where she can grow the claws, she heals, she can teleport, she's super strong. Um, she she's of a group that. Like, even though she's a demon, she doesn't hate God and she's not like out against other angels. So it's very much like the the um, shotgun Mary antihero type of a thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that they let her get there over the span of two and a half episodes. Yeah, because you, you were really questioning her. Uh, motivation and, and what yes. she really wanted. And, you know, it was when. When she did what she did to to Sister Crimson, that you're like, okay, she's a good guy, sweet, <laughs> sweet. Um, but, but yeah, it's like she's a good guy, but there might be something a little bit. I, there, there's yeah. definitely something more to be told. A, sto- a right. story, her back, her not. I won't say backstory, but her her journey transition from yeah, her, yeah, journey. her journey from so. here to hell to back. Well, again. I think <laughs> it's going to be interesting too because of who she is and and the family mm-hmm. that the influence that her family holds in the the church of that universe it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what they do with her moving forward i i think i really hope this gets a second season Um, i really hope so i've received really really hope so so i watched it all like so i got it i got the email from amazon or from amazon from netflix saying it was live um and then i was watching i i finished it in like four days the first time and um I got three emails in that time, like, "Hey, don't forget to finish Sister Nun or uh, War- no, uh, Warrior Nun," um, <laughs> and it's like, "Okay." And then it's like, "Hey, rewatch Warrior Nun." I'm like, "Okay, Netflix, I will." Um, I mean, I got you, man. I, I'm talking about it this week on the podcast, so I planned on doing that anyway. But uh, I'm gonna take a break from my Sarah Connor rewatch, and I'm gonna watch Warrior Nun again. Um, 
Another <laughs> so, great show. Oh, it's so the, I forgot how I did. Oh, let me rephrase that. I forgot how much I enjoyed that show, and I'm only on the fifth episode yeah. of the first season. Um, but yeah, so I, I I hope this does well. I I love all of these characters. I like they they went they all went through a story arc in the first yeah, season. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. from from Ava's A story to I feel like Mary and and Lilith were B story. Um, and then even Camilla went through a bit of a, a change there. And then I think like the D F story. Well, yeah. Beatrice like is a whole thing on her own, but then the whole thing with Cardinal Duarte, like was the nice like D story. And, and especially everything with mother superior that went along with her and finding out that she was a warrior nun that the halo rejected that, yeah. was such a cool addition to her story and it made so much sense to why she was so hard on Ava because yeah, she I, didn't feel like Ava deserved it even though in this world God chose her and and that's what I like about shows and mo- when movies do stuff when they do payoffs like you're wondering why a character is acting a certain way and then they and, and you know sometimes a, a movie or, you know the story puts mm-hmm. it you know just kind of like throws it to the sides like right. it's not important right but this, like, when they do something like this, where it gives such meaning yeah. and understanding to that character, just one, just that one scene where she tells her about her being rejected. Well, because she that, saw that the scene. she saw the scar on her back. That's what yeah. led to it. And you know, yeah. otherwise she was just an angry penguin. And you know, <laughs> and it's like, I'm sorry, that was disrespectful. <laughs> anyway elevator um, going down brian dude it's been going down for years like i have no i have no qualms about going to hell oh wait i do because it doesn't exist um mark pellegrino's lucifer is waiting no john glover's lucifer is waiting for me from brimstone oh that's another good one dude dude that's not streaming anywhere and it makes me so sad because i know i've looked like every now and then i'll look for that show and i get pissed because i can't find it it was only 13 episodes and it is gold um i love that show anyway uh yeah i don't know like you know beatrice's journey so uh i told you i don't before we started there's a whole group of people out there who are shipping ava and and beatrice right and Mm -hmm. beatrice admits she's you know she's a lesbian um but she's a nun first and the church comes first yeah and she even says like and they're like why? right and they're like why don't you quit and she's like i joined the the church for my eternal soul so mm-hmm. she like the church comes first to her the ocs is important to her but she was ready to leave when they kicked her out briefly um mm-hmm. Because it wasn't, she's not just about demon fighting. She's about being a nun. And so all these people online who are shipping this, it's like, man, you really don't understand the Catholic Church. And you don't understand, like, you the know. That, character. That, well, you don't understand, like, the, the life of a nun. And, and yeah. the, the, you know, everyone always talks about the sacrifice priests make. Nuns make just as much of a sacrifice, if not more, because, honestly, more is required of them. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the faith that you have to have to take on that role is, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's impressive. And, you know, as you know, you and I definitely differ in, in this department, like you have faith. I really don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I just don't. And, you know, but I, I enjoy, like, I enjoy your faith. 
I do. Like, I know I make fun of you every time we eat together, but, um, <laughs> you know, but like, you know, I, and I enjoy these stories of faith and I've always enjoyed like stories and, and I enjoy religion as a history and, you know, like what, it, what it means to people. But I, I, I think, just because something, yeah, just because something doesn't mean necessarily mean something for you, right? Doesn't mean you can't appreciate what it means to yes, somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. And then, but like for the people who are shipping this, right? It's like, all right, if if they do that, that is literally an assassination of the core tenet of Beatrice's character, not 100%. just character, character, not character as in written story, but character, and it takes away all of her agency as a character. If, yes. if they go down yes. that line so you know please um, don't simon barry please don't i i implore you keep beatrice beatrice and yes. and you know like you seem to have a really good grasp on this because like shotgun mary is not a nun mm-hmm. but like she even like respects the vow that these women take she even, you know, she agreed to follow the ten, ten uh, commandments except for three and eight, um, <laughs> which I found really funny. Uh, you know, uh, speaking of Mary, when she pushed Ava off of that cliff, that was just that amazing. Was... That was so amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, I, and I really you know, liked uh, yeah. their relationship Hilarious. as that grew. Um, right when when she was mocking her, that's not how kids talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and that that little <laughs> laugh that she made when she followed her just killed me. Yeah. Um. But yeah. All right. But so one of the I just yeah. love the actual sisterhood of and again I kind of mentioned it earlier when we start talking. You know when we first started recording, is that just watching these women together. And again, it yeah. it's it's a family. And it again, is. they they have no compunction. You know quite literally slapping each other in oh, the yeah, face, slap, but yeah, they will, so. they will all die for each other yep. too. And I love that, that again, one of the things you were talking about, that commitment of yep. Beatrice to the faith. And it's all but of there, them to the faith. It's, it's literally yeah. all of them. I mean, even Mary yeah. to a certain extent. And it's great. Like you said, there are a sisterhood and there's nary a traveling pant to be seen. And you know, <laughs> it, it's just, yeah, it, it's, and it's just, it was just all really again, good. I, it was, it really and I, was. And I, and I don't want to, I, I, I am going to harp on it, but this is a perfect example of how you do a show led by women and make it kick ass. Yeah. All right. And so, and, and people, so. oh, no, go ahead. Yeah. Um, no, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So real quick. So Simon Barry created this show, right? Um, he wrote a couple episodes, but um, one. So seven of the ten episodes either had a female writer, was written by a woman, or directed by a woman, or both. So, you know, I, I think this is a, a really good show. It's like we're talking about representation, right? This is a – because, I mean, representation is a big thing right now. And I'm I'm never going to be one that says don't – like, don't let people – like, you know, you have – like, you have to do – you have to do it at this point. Because it is important for little kids and, and young adults and people like – who are struggling with a, a choice of who they are to see characters being fully formed and, and, and everything in there. Um, this is a, I think this is a show while, you know, uh, I probably give this like a seven out of 10, maybe seven and a half, 
But like, I think when it comes to the way they handled representation and things like that, it's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. And again, it goes to the point of being fully formed. Yep. And that goes with any, that, that goes with, that doesn't matter if it's representation or not, you know, make a character has to be fully formed to yep. be captivating. We and, can talk about yeah. tons of shows that yeah. it, it has nothing to do with representation. The right. characters just suck and the yep. writing just sucks. Yep. You know, again, like, I, you know, I followed the flash for six years now, but the last couple of years, the writing has just sucked. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, it just sucked that, that there's no well, way to sugarcoat. Like, I think I think a really good like show to look at in comparison to this is Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Netflix went out of their way to only have women writers, directors, whatnot, and it got to the point where I don't think they had the strongest writing writers room. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I I think you know especially and, with season two. Uh, I'd go season three before I'd go season two. Oh, um, season three. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that's what I meant. Actually. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Season three. Um, and like this is a great mix, right? You've got you've got female directors. Uh, Sarah Walker directed several shows, not to be confused with Chuck Bartowski's girlfriend. Um, Amy Berg wrote a bunch of episodes. Uh, Sheila Wilson, Suzanne Kelly wrote, um, a couple episodes. Terry Hughes. Burton wrote two or three episodes. I mean, like, you know, uh, it's, it's just a great example of, of how you, you get the most out of, out of your, your, your team. And it's a diverse team. And, you know, it's, I I will say, I think episodes three, four, and five kind of meandered, meandered a little bit. Um, But, episodes seven eight nine are amazing yeah and i i think the fact that um you know the seven and eight are written by the same writer um and then nine and ten are written by the same writer so that's yeah that's there that's an important part that continuity sometimes where i think shows and i don't know you know why it does this but when you know when they have individual writer for every episode yeah which again it, it, i'm not saying it can't work but there's there's something to say for a continuity of having a, a singular vision for a, a two a, say a, for what amounts to a two episode arc or yep. something like i mean that. one and two were written by the same writer um three and six were the same writer um and then uh i'm sorry three and seven were the wait no Oh, sorry. Uh, three was written. Uh, three, three and six were directed by the same person, and then uh, five and six, which were were also written by the same writer. Which you know, again, that's where we got the majority of the Mary, um, Ava relationship building. Yeah, team building, if you will. Uh, yeah. I will say the the demon village probably was something we didn't need as much of as well. Yeah. Um, uh, but. You know, it it could have been a half an episode instead of a full episode, um, right? But yeah, I get why it was there, but yeah. it it didn't need to take up the time it took. Yeah. So, and again, I I think if they had cut this down to eight or even nine episodes, like they, they could have tightened, tightened that up a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. One thing we didn't talk about real quick oh, yeah. was you know some the action of in it. Oh, right. oh the fight scenes are John Wickian. 
yeah. There and, and again, the you know it's funny. The only fight scene I didn't buy because I I'll explain it was the flashback to Aurelia. Yeah. And the reasoning is, I saw some of those shields bend. Yeah. Like when they were doing, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is bad. Yeah. But like overall, like with especially that you know the uh, like you called it the Black Widow scene with Sister yeah. Beatrice. Oh yeah. I loved it. Hey, it's another Netflix action movie with a hallway fight. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like I said, I, I, I was very, I was very, I'm very impressed with with everybody yeah. who worked on this show. And you know, while it's not perfect, it's very good. It was well worth the time. I'm happy I watched it twice. Um, I'll probably revisit it again in six to eight months. Um, Same here. I, know, I will too. I, I'm hoping. 2021 we get the second season i don't i don't want to wait too terribly long for it um you know what i would love is is if netflix would take some of these shows and be like hey we're going to shoot 20 episodes all at once so we have two seasons and we can release two 10 episode seasons six months apart and you know i i think that would be a really cool way of doing it because then they could take and do the next two seasons and and yeah and that's there. how they've done actually a couple like they they're doing that with Lucifer season. I I granted I don't think they finished the last couple episodes, but God damn be, COVID. This, yeah, this last um this season's gonna be split up into two like five yeah. A and five B. Okay. Where the like August fourth, I think, like the first ten episodes are out. I think it's ten or eight. And then after that, they've they've been doing that with Sabrina too. Sabrina uh, got canceled but, today. Did you see that? Yeah, it did. So, yeah, I didn't. I haven't watched the last season. So. I haven't watched any Sabrina. I haven't watched any um, Lucifer. That was a but horrible I, I, noise I, like I just your, made. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that was. <laughs> but I like your idea. And currently, Warrior Nun is number two in the U.S. today. Nice. Um, behind Unsolved Mysteries. Dude, apparently, Unsolved Mysteries spot. is legit. The six episodes are supposed to be really, really good. So yeah, it's been in the top spot all week. Yeah. Well, everybody um, loves unsolved mysteries. Um, that, you know. This is true. It's uh, does it have the same like no the guy who hosted it died right John whatever his name yeah. was. Yeah, I don't I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I don't no. know. I'm probably gonna watch it at some point. So. But yeah, as far I didn't I never gave my rating, so I would, oh, I would yeah. put this at probably a seven seven point five as well. <laughs> Again, it just for me, I. I I loved Buffy when it was around. Again, Buffy's not quite as good on for me on the, the rewatches I had. It, it, don't get me wrong, I still loved it. So we just rewatched it as a family. Yeah, you did, and it was great to the watch the whole Buffy, all of whole, it. Yeah, all five seasons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, we wa- we watched all seven seasons. Um, I'm proud of you, Brian. Yeah, I'm proud you, you. You watched those uh, last. Two. Honestly, season seven isn't horrible. Um, yeah. You know, season six is way too much Tara. Um, actually, seasons three, four, five, and six are way too much Tara. Um, I like Tara. I didn't. I just. I think Amber Benson is a great director for short films. Um, was not a great actress at that time. Yeah. So. No. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's, she's very, that's very, fair. very wooden. Kind of pulls Allison Hannigan, who's a fantastic actress, down with her. Um. You know, but yeah, uh, it was it was really cool to watch it through through Haley's eyes for the first yeah, time would, seeing been, it. Yeah, that would um, be very interesting. And you know, I I don't think you can do 
Buffy now. Um, because like if you do it in modern time, cell phones are going to ruin everything on the show. Like, cause people are going to yeah. be videoing it and there's going to be the episode where she gets caught and blackmailed into doing something stupid. And, you know, I, I think that's like wholly unnecessary where I think a show like angel could probably still work a little bit because it always happened. Like literally in the shadows kind of like a in strike alleys. team. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't want, I don't want to see about, I really don't want to see I don't, I do not want a Buffy reboot. Um, I do not in any way, shape or form. Yeah. No, thank you. And then I think the, the things that have come to light about Joss Whedon, um, make the show a little bit of a bad look now as well. Yeah. So, and, and I, yeah. I think if you look at Buffy and you look at Angel, um, whereas like David Greenwald was the showrunner for Angel, you can see how it's a much tighter show. Um, the Absolutely, other, yeah. I, but I mean, in all fairness, the other thing is it has an all adult cast. They weren't working with teenagers. Um, Cause you got you a know, problem. Beat me. Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, Michelle Geller. She never had like Tom Welling face as an issue, but you know, she definitely like in later seasons was a much better actress. So, Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. and Tom, I love you. You turned out amazing. And you know, the, the, after season two, you were you were fantastic. Speaking of, he was in yeah. Lufus. Lu, Lu, oh, What's Lufus? Much is that? Does he? Is that a? <laughs> does he like wash his back and you know uh, he he has to get a new sponge every three to four weeks? Ha! I'm not the yeah, only one. Was, I'm not the only one who can't talk. Yeah, it, it's 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 <laughs> word free Thursday. Words are hard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was a a bank character in season three of Lucifer. Oh, cool. Season three. Or- nice. Was it three? I don't yeah. know. I've never Season watched three. it. Yeah, I gotta I check it I'm, out. I'm having a, I'm having a conversation with myself. It's on my list. It's on my watch list. Yeah. So it's been there since it, it showed up on Netflix yeah. a couple years I, ago. I will say this though: is that the Netflix season, partially because it's only ten episodes, because so it's much tighter, like we were talking about. Yeah, so much better than any of the other seasons cool. from start to finish. Nice. Good to know. So. Good to know. All right, my friend. Anything else? No, I just I, I implore people to watch this show. It's it's so much fun. Yeah. You know, it's so, it has something for everybody. Yeah, too, so. absolutely. All right. So wrapping up the episode, check out. Um, so in the show notes, I have links to the Warrior Nun comics that are on Comicsology. I have links to the Boys and the Umbrella Academy comics comics that are on Comicsology. Also, the links to both trailers. We have a link to the Bounding Into Comics story about Ava DuVernay, um, and links to the Variety article on. Javica, I think that's how you say that. Javica, uh, Javica Leslie on Variety, and then obviously the rundown for Warrior Nun. But definitely check that out on Netflix. It's uh, it's like you said, it's got something for everybody. And yeah, that's cool. uh, pretty much it. Yeah, don't forget to uh, check us out. We're on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere. There's a podcasting app. We're on it. If you have a favorite app that we use and we're not on how are you listening to us um but check out our patreon um infospodcast.com for links to everything you can check out our shirt shop over at uh ooh, that was hard to say and i said it right um over at flyingporkapparel.com we have some really cool shirts i'm kind of partial to our um our fictitious language shirts so we have um an arabash infest podcast and we also have the crit cohen x-men language uh infamous podcast shirt which i love 
uh, those are great little talking points when you're out in public and people are like, hey, what does that say? <laughs> so, um, or you get a really like nerdy fan who's like, hey, I know what that says. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> so I do too now. Uh, I did all along. Anyway, but yeah, cool. Last words? Again, I just say, watch it. Just take a look at it. Have, have some fun. See, that sounded yeah. really menacing. You're like, watch it. Take a look at it. <laughs> watch it right now. Go watch Warrior Nun. Yeah. Watch Warrior Nun and have some fun. Oh, look at that. Boom. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Bars. (laughs) I stole that from Tyrone Magnus, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that note, we'll see you guys next week. And Daryl promises never to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Later. See ya. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, with new episodes out every Sunday. You can find more information about the show online at infamouspodcast.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Infamous Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. If you're enjoying the show, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash infamouspodcast for our new tiers and rewards. The Infamous Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Brian Tudor, with music provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Brian Tudor. So whenever you're listening to the show, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>